We are starting a new series this month, all of you. Um, it is called Airplane Mode, and we are going to talk about prayer and just different things with prayer and, and what it means to pray, why we pray, how to pray, all of these different things. And so this week I'm going to start with the prayer passage in the Bible uh, from Matthew 6, 5 through 18. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on like the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. So before I go on with this passage... A lot of people who hear this, maybe even most people that hear that part of the scripture are immediately like, oh, well, then I don't have to pray in public ever because Jesus says not to. That's not what he's saying. He's talking about the Pharisees who would basically, uh, when it was time to pray, they would just list off every, like they would basically give a sermon. And so they would stand here and they would pray, but they would talk about everybody else in the room and they would talk about everything they knew and they would basically preach a sermon while praying and it wasn't really praying. And that's what he means by publicly. He's like, this has to be something real. Now, there's a difference between a personal prayer and a public prayer, too. If you're ever asked to pray in public, it's not like, I mean, you can say whatever you want, but it's not necessarily meant to be like this personal, powerful thing. It's just you kind of praying for the group. Like, Lord, please be with everybody. Help us to go forward together. Whatever it is, like, you know how this works. Um, and then he goes on to talk about the Gentiles and, and how they think their prayers uh are answered merely by repeating again and again. There's an old video I used to have, and I still have it somewhere, um, that talked about learning how to pray. And it was like, you can order this group. It was all supposed to be funny. You can order this video uh, back when videos existed. Now, I guess you'd say this streaming. Um, I guess video still exists. But anyway, you could order this uh, video, and it was about praying. It's like, learn how to pray like a pastor. And basically, anytime you would say, um, you added in father. So it's like, dear Lord, uh, Father, please be with Father. Like you just say Father over and over again. You're repeating. And so sometimes uh, what people would do in those days, and probably still today, is they feel like because they're praying in front of people, they have to make it special, and they have to sound like Shakespeare, and they have to, to really get people's attention. And some people even had and have this, like, I have to pray this long. Because if I go too short, people are going to notice it. And so they'd repeat things, and they'd say things over and over again. And he says that. Because in your personal life, say whatever you want, anytime you want, you just have to talk to him. But he reminds us that he already knows what, what we're saying. Like, he already knows that prayer is for us. Prayer is, is not for uh, him. He already knows everything that we want, everything that we could do, everything that will happen. He knows that, but he wants us to have that connection and to get that, build that relationship by talking to him more. Because the more you talk to somebody, the closer you are with them. If you have a close friend and you text them every day or you face chat them every day or you snap face them every day or whatever it is that was on purpose but you do all of these things every day where you're talking to them and you're playing games with them and you're you're playing apex with them every day and you get really close to them the more you talk to them the closer you get with them uh most likely if you have a friend who you never talk to but it's like hey once or twice a year we kind of hang out you're ultimately not going to be as close to them now it doesn't mean that one friend is better than the other it's just like you get closer so with jesus it's supposed to be about building that relationship and so the more you talk to him the closer you feel if you only talk to him at christmas and thanksgiving or you only talk to him at dinner or whatever you're not really going to feel that closeness that doesn't mean he doesn't love you or isn't close to you it's just like it helps you and so prayer is entirely about us it's about giving us this chance to talk. It's about giving us this chance to, to just 
voice our concerns. In some ways, it can be like therapy, too, because there are things you can say in prayer that you may not say to anyone else in your life, and you can just be completely honest. You can just be completely open. Um, he, we're going to go into where he says, pray like this. Next part. Our Father in heaven, and this is, I know, not going to be the way you probably know this, but our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. So obviously that's different than what you'd hear in the traditional every week, but it's the same idea where Jesus is saying, this is how you pray. He doesn't mean you have to say these same words every time. What he's saying is you talk to him and you start out by saying, God, you're awesome. I love you. Whatever it is you say. Uh, Just like with a person, you say hello. With God, you're like, hello, I love you. And then you just say whatever you want from there, but you go, you don't have to be in this order, but he's saying, this is talking. And so if you look at this, it's talking. You're telling God how he is. You're telling him who he is to you, what matters to you. You're asking for something. You're, you're asking for help. You're asking for, for redemption. You're asking for courage. You're asking for strength. Whatever it is, you're just talking to him. That's why Jesus did this. Again, not to copy the words word for word, but to pray to God. Um, Sometimes I'll get questions where people are like, should I pray to God or the Holy Spirit or Jesus? He understands. One of the verses that's, I don't know if I'm going to cover it in this series, but one of the passages Jesus literally says, the Holy Spirit translates your prayers. Like that's one of the things he does. Um, Sometimes when you're really upset or really scared or really nervous or or you're just praying and you don't really even know what you're saying, and, and it's not that you're not paying attention, but you're like, you don't know how to put it into words. He understands it. He translates for us. He advocates for us. All of that is just praying. Now, again, there's a difference between praying publicly and praying personally, but essentially both of them come down to you say whatever you feel like saying. You feel you say whatever you feel called to say. Um, it is very scary for a lot of people. Um, I know I make jokes, Rob and I make jokes sometimes when we ask you guys to pray and you all look away or hide or whatever, but I will tell you the truth. On Tuesdays, every single Tuesday... Uh, We all pray together in a circle before we go out to do Stepping Forward. And almost everybody looks straight down when I say, does anybody want to start in prayer? And that's one where it's like popcorn style and you go word for word and blah, blah, blah. And to be honest, if Andy, if I were in a service like the combined thing, and Andy said, would anybody like to pray? I'm probably not going to volunteer. Now, I have done this enough and, and I feel close enough to him that if he says specifically for me to go up there, then I will go up there and do it. But there's still that element of fear even for me. And part of it is because of public speaking and part of it is because, you know, we we don't really like to do things like that in front of people. But a lot of it is also because we see it as a personal thing and there's nothing wrong with that. But with prayer, I could tell you, we'll pray every night before bed or pray every morning. Just keep praying constantly. Like you don't have to do this, this ritual of stopping, putting your hands together, closing your eyes. And if you're ever driving, don't do those things. Um, Rob did and didn't go well for the puppies. But um, you don't have to do that ritual. You just start talking or you start thinking. Uh, You can do it in school. You can do it while you're driving. You can do it in the bathroom. You can do it while I'm talking. You can do it during a test, before a test, after a test. You just talk to him. And that's why Jesus said it like this. He's like, don't worry about the things that the hypocrites and the Pharisees and the Gentiles worry about. All they care about is what people think of their prayers. All they care about is how they sound. All they care about is what the result around them is. They don't care about what the words they are saying. They're basically reading Hamlet, but not really paying attention to it. And so he's like, just talk. Just talk to God. Talk to, to about what's going on in your life. Talk about what everything uh, means to you. Talk about what you need help with. All of these things. Going to the next part here. 
If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do. Uh, for they try to look miserable and disheveled, so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father, who knows what you do in private. And your father, who sees everything, will reward you. So these are two separate things, but I want to start with the forgiveness. If more Christians paid attention to that, there would probably be a lot more scared Christians because he literally says, and this is Jesus, this isn't Paul, who is also true, but this isn't Isaiah, this isn't somebody where you can be like, oh, well, that's not Jesus. This is actually Jesus. Now, everything in the Bible matters and everything in the Bible is true, but this is Jesus saying, if you don't forgive other people, God's not going to forgive you. That's a huge mic drop. Like, that's a huge bomb. That's a huge thing. And if you look around the world and you look at how people talk and you look at how people act and you look at how people treat each other in churches and around churches and online and untexting and everything else, it's shocking that more people don't think about that scripture. Now, Jesus is obviously redemptive. And if we say, I'm sorry that I didn't forgive that person, please forgive me, he's going to forgive you. But... It's all about your heart. And so what he's saying here is not like this um, not like this thing where it's like, you do this and I'll do this. It's saying, if you stop forgiving people, you're then not going to care about asking for forgiveness because you're going to harden your heart and you're going to stop caring and you're going to stop worrying about how you treat other people and you're going to stop worrying about how you uh, feel about God and how you feel morally. So he's basically saying, this is what's going to happen. Um, it's not God cutting you off because he would never cut us off, but it's about simply saying the more you hold grudges, and we talked about anger, but the more you hold grudges, the more you refuse forgiveness, the more that you don't let things go, the more that you hold this hatred in your heart, the less likely you're going to continue to pray to God, the less likely you're going to continue to think that, that he matters in your life, the less likely you're going to want to grow with him. And then he goes on to fast. Um, if you don't know what fasting is, it's basically not eating for a specific time, or some people do it like a social media fast or a phone fast or a TV fast or something where you're just not doing something for a specific amount of time, not just to not do it, but with the purposes of filling that time with prayer. So for example, um, let's say that Jesus famously obviously did 40 days and 40 nights. Nobody here or anywhere alive is going to do that. Because, But uh, let's say that you're like, man, I really am worried about this, or I'm worried about this coming up, or I'm worried about my own life, or I just really want to get closer. And so I'm going to skip dinner today, or lunch and dinner or whatever. And so during that time, it's not that you go about your life, but you also pray during those times to say, Lord, normally I would be eating now, but I, I just want to talk to you, and, and etc. And he's saying what they would do then, and I'm sure what people do now, although I don't know that fasting's like as quote-unquote popular, but I know people do it, uh, He's saying that, that what the Pharisees would do especially is they would fast for something important, but then they would make sure everybody around them knows that they're fasting. Like, hey, you know this crisis over there uh, in, in southern Israel? Like, I'm fasting for this. And like, what? And like, yeah, see, check my hair out. And like, I've lost like 10 pounds because I've been fasting. And, and it's just, I'm doing my part. What are you doing? And it's like, they don't care about the fasting. They don't care about the crisis. They care about people saying, wow, you're so holy. And over and over again, when the Pharisees talked, not all of them, but most of them, that's what they cared about with their prayers, with their fasting, with the way they talked. It was about people looking at them. It wasn't about getting people to see God. It wasn't about leading people to God. It was about saying, hey, look at me. Look at how holy I am. You're never going to be like this. Just trust me. And, and Jesus is like, that's not how it works. Um, 
We obviously know when Jesus fasted, we know when the disciples fasted because it's part of the Bible. But I guarantee you that after that time in the desert, Jesus didn't run around telling everybody, hey, I just fasted for this time. He told the disciples because they were talking about it, and so they ended up writing it down and, and etc. But it wasn't about that act. It was about giving more to God. That's what prayer is. It's not about how good you sound because... Nobody sounds great. Like you can think of people who sound like amazing, but, but that doesn't matter. What matters is your heart. What matters is how you pray. What matters is when you pray. What matters is why you pray. Much more importantly than the words that you say is the intent that you have behind them, is trying your best to pray, trying your best to give to him. There's a lot of stuff going on in life that you can pray about. Um, and it's interesting because with prayer, you sometimes run into this thing, like in sports, for example, where each team will maybe say beforehand, like, I'm really praying to God that we win this game. And it's like, well, he's not going to pick and choose. We have free will no matter what happens. So whatever is going to happen is probably going to happen. But that doesn't mean there aren't miracles. More than that, it means that, again, it's not about the act. It's not about the words. It's not about the result. It's about getting closer to him. It's about giving yourself to him, about giving your words to him, about giving your time to him, about taking time in a very busy day. And believe me, my life is very busy right now, but taking time to talk to him. And again, not in this ritualistic way. That's fine. But, but in a way where you're just saying, God, I need this right now. Please hear me. And it can be Five seconds, it can be five minutes, it can be five hours, well, that's a pretty long prayer time. But pray about other people. One of the things that we run into, at least me, somebody will give you a prayer request, like at a church thing or something, and then during the week, you're like, man, I cannot remember it. Just say, please be with those prayer requests, or be with that that I can't remember. He understands. It's not about the format. It's not about any of this other than you're talking to him. You're taking this time away from food or from video games or from TV or from sports or from family or from whatever it is from school, although don't skip school for it. But you're taking this time away that is just for you talking to him. And that's how you build that relationship. That's why it matters. That's what it means.